This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. In this episode of The Drop Podcast, we're going to talk about the Blues-Oilers game played on November 6th in Edmonton. Edmonton looks much better this year. They're playing with more confidence. I think they're getting better play from their second and third lines, which has helped them get to the record that they're at. The Blues have been one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in the league. They would be going for their sixth win in a row in this game. A lot of overtime games, a lot of fun games to watch. If you're a fan, you probably don't like it that they keep going to overtime in some of these games. However, in this one, it would be a close game, but it would not go to overtime. We all know what a star Connor McDavid is. He gets the first goal for Edmonton early in the first period, giving them a one to nothing lead. McDavid drops for Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl gains the line. Being watched by Sundquist, great pass to McDavid, shot, scores! The third power play goal of the season for the Oilers' captain. It's 1-0 Edmonton. And coming into this game, this is a team that Connor McDavid throughout his career has had difficulty in the points department because of the stingy game that they play. Off the, the rush up the ice, little dry, drop pass to dry settle. He takes the middle, finds McDavid back with speed. He walks in back. Five hole. That's a quick release shot that McDavid likes to use. Don't let the goaltender get set up. Excellent entry into the zone by Dreisaitl. What a pass and a finish. Two things. Number one, you cannot give Edmonton power play opportunities because their number one line is just going to kill you. Now, a lot of people blame this goal on Jake Allen. Jake's terrible. He didn't put a stick down, so on and so forth. I looked on the analytics site and it said that goal should have only happened 10% of the time. You've got to understand something, guys. Those analytic sites do not take into account who's shooting the puck. People say that doesn't matter. Yes, it does. If I've got Connor McDavid four feet, five feet from the goal, he's got a higher chance of scoring a goal than, let's say, Carl Gunnarsson does four or five feet from the goal. He gets a real quick shot. Allen could not get his stick down all the way on the ice, and he puts right under his stick. For everybody using analytics, they do not work. I don't understand why people use them in hockey because they don't take into account the player. Some people say that doesn't matter, but it does. I get people to look at it differently when I ask them a question. 10 feet out, nobody on him. Does it make a difference that Connor McDavid is taking the shot as opposed to Jaden Schwartz? Yeah, you better believe it does. And if you can't take that into account with analytics, then I don't know why people use them. Well, that shot, you know, 20% goes in. This shot, 30%. That shot from 20 feet out, it's only got a 4%. Guys, it does matter who shoots the puck. 
but it doesn't take that kind of stuff into account, and it should. That goal by McDavid was his eighth of the season. Drysaddle gets his 15th assist. Smith gets his first assist. Two minutes, 46 seconds in. Edmonton is up one to nothing. The Blues would get their own power play opportunity just a few minutes later, and Jaden Schwartz would get his third goal of the season to tie this one up at one each. Blues work it down low for Schwartz. Now Shen for Petrangelo. Around the wheel, back to Petrangelo. Shoots, he scores! Petrangelo snaps it from the point, and the Blues get a power play and tie it at one. I love the way the power play's been working. They've been confident, they're working as a unit, and David Perron went to the right side on that right flank or the right half boards, and then Shen went to the left side. So both are on their strong side. This shot here was a quick play. And did that graze maybe Ryan O'Reilly? I'm not sure. Hard to tell. I thought it immediately just zipped right through there and a stunned look from, from goaltender Mike Smith who puts his arms up. Petrangelo did not get the goal. That was a goal by Jaden Schwartz. Neither John Kelly or Darren Pink saw Jaden Schwartz in front of the net and he tipped it past Mike Smith. Just a beautiful tip, and I love deflections. They're just a thing of beauty. That would be Schwartz's third goal of the year. Petrangelo gets his seventh assist. Perron gets his ninth assist. It was a power play goal. Six minutes, two seconds in, tied at one each. The rest of the first period I thought was really exciting. Not a lot of shots, but when the teams were able to get a decent scoring chance, both goalies came up big for the rest of that period. In the first period, the Blues had seven shots on goal to Edmonton's seven shots. Edmonton would outshoot the Blues 12-9 to in the second period, but the Blues' Alex Petrangelo, who had an assist on that last Jaden Schwartz tip-in, would get a goal of his own and power play goal to give the Blues a 2-1 to lead. Here come the Blues. Shen, now for O'Reilly. Trying to cut to the middle. Petrangelo shoots. He scores! And the captain makes it 2-1. to one. What a pass and a one-timer. Another power play goal. Are you kidding me? Right on the entry when it looked like the Edmonton Oilers had a real good penalty kill there. Ryan O'Reilly with eyes in the side of his head. Backhand spin around pass to the one-timer. And Mike Smith can only shake his head after that one. The speed through the neutral zone. Nice pass there board to board. And there's O'Reilly, how he sees him, and a quick reaction shot. Boy, do I love the way Alex Petranzo is shooting that puck. I mean, there's no hesitation whatsoever. Some great passing from the Blues. Petrangelo has the puck in the defensive end. He skates up. He gives the puck to Shin. Shin skates in the zone, gives it to O'Reilly. O'Reilly gives it over to a streaking Alex Petrangelo. Dead center ice, about 15 feet out. And he cleanly beats Mike Smith. And the Blues go up 2-1. to one. That goal would be Petrangelo's 6th of the year. O'Reilly gets his 13th assist. Shin gets his 6th assist. Second power play goal of the night. 7 minutes, 10 seconds into the second. The Blues are looking really good. I thought the second period was the best for the Blues in this game. They really played well defensively. They were moving the puck well in the offensive and defensive ends. They were able to get the puck out of their end quickly. It was just an overall great period for the Blues. But it didn't end there. About eight minutes after Petrangelo scored, the rookie Robert Thomas gets his third goal of the year. 
and the Blues are up three to one. And now Thomas ahead for Falk with speed to Schwartz, to Thomas, right in a shot. He scores! Robert Thomas and the Blues have taken a three to one lead. Holy jumping, he shot the puck <laughs> and it was a beauty. He's had a couple of chances and he's so creative to set up his teammates. I'm sure they're telling him, Robert, you've got a good shot, just fire this sucker. And much to the chagrin of Dave Tippett, Benny went down. Let's see if it maybe glances off a player first. I couldn't tell, but man, this beats the goaltender. And a good wrist shot there by Robert Thomas. This all started in the Blues defensive end. Connor McDavid had a good opportunity against Jake Allen. Jake Allen makes a great save. The Blues bring the puck down. It ends up on Robert Thomas's stick and he beats Mike Smith glove side with an excellent wrist shot. If you're not impressed with Robert Thomas and over the strides he's made since last year, I don't know what else he has to do to show you he is going to be a legitimate center in the NHL. Thomas gets his third goal of the year. Schwartz gets an assist, his 11th. Justin Falk gets his sixth assist, 15 minutes, 18 seconds in. The Blues go out of that second period, up 3-1. to one. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. Going into the third period, Edmonton would really put pressure on Jake Allen and the Blues' defense. Oilers steal it. Chase on in front. Oh. A shot. Another shot. Oh. What a glove save by Jake Allen. His best tonight. He just sprinkled in a superlative right there. A two-pad stack with the glove over top, and he just absolutely robs the Edmonton Oilers. Jake had a really good game. I thought it was one of his better games this year. But Edmonton's really talented, and they were able to get back into this game. A goal by Cassian later in the period makes this a much closer nail-biting game at 3-2. to As Cassian lets it go, he scores! Shuffle things around, wants to get more from different guys and has tried a couple different ones on the top line, but no question, Zach Cassian has jumped. He has the speed and the shot to play on that top line with McDavid and Dreisel. And boy, he just takes this puck and releases it quickly far side. His first goal in a while, I believe 13 games for Zach Cassian, and he buries it to make it a one goal. The Oilers were able to get the puck out of their D zone. They got it up quickly. The puck ends up on Cassian's stick, and he beats Jake Allen's stick side to make this a 3-2 game. That goal by Cassian would be his fourth of the year. Leon Drysaddle gets his 16th assist. Connor McDavid gets his 18th assist, 11 minutes, 2 seconds in. But don't worry, the Blues were able to hold off for the rest of the period. Edmonton would pull their goalie, and they would have a penalty. So the Blues would get two shorthanded empty net goals, one from Bozak and one from Barbashev. Now Nugent Hopkins swings it back. Flat bomb in front of McDavid. Good stick by Bozak. Empty net shot. That skips. Oh my goodness! And he scores! A crazy bounce by Bozak in an empty net goal. I know Tyler Bozak's a great golfer and he's got great hands. But to have a cut spin on that one right there, that's going wide by 10 feet. Oilers with it, Deal in front, blocked by Gunnarsson. 
Here's another chance for an empty net goal. Barbashev, and he scores his first of the year. And the Blues with a 5-2 lead. Well, make no mistake, tomorrow people are going to wake up and they're going to see a 5-2 score. This was not a 5-2 hockey game. Not a 5-2 hockey game whatsoever. That is spot on, Mr. Darren Ping. This was not a 5-2 hockey game. It was much better than that. Both teams, I thought, played very well. Both goaltenders, I thought, played very good. It's just the Blues outworked the Oilers for most of the game, in my opinion. And that's the difference. Tyler Bozak got that first empty net shorthanded goal. It'll be his second goal of the season. It was assisted by Pareko, his eighth assist of the season. Ivan Barbashev got the second empty net goal. That was assisted by Petrangelo, his eighth, his eighth of the season. Gunnarsson gets his third assist. The Blues win 5-2. Let's get to the stats of the game quickly. As I stated, Jake Allen had a very good game. Allowed two goals on 34 shots. Mike Smith allowed those three goals before the two empty net goals on 25 shots. The Blues won the faceoff battle 59% to 41%. The Blues were two for three on the power play. The Oilers were one for three. The Blues out hit the Oilers 20 to 15. The Oilers out blocked the Blues 21 to 15. And the Oilers had 18 giveaways to the Blues seven. And that is due to some good hard work by the Blues. Let's go ahead and head into post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Jake Allen, Robert Thomas, and of course, Coach Craig Berube on the Blues' continued success. I feel like I've been getting better every game. Felt a lot more comfortable. It was good to get a lot of action and obviously the win. And you know, the guys battled hard, especially it was a tough back-to-back. It was a late night last night and early game. And uh, guys deserve a lot of credit for the way they played. With with these guys and, and some of the stars they have, I guess you can't you can't relax even for half a second, huh? No, they're you know two of the best players in the league, if not the best. And, um, they're a hell of a line. <laughs> They're faster than anyone in the league. Obviously, McDavid can beat anyone wide. Even our, you know, we have a pretty good decor, and uh, you just got to be aware when he's on the ice, you know. And um, he's a tough guy to slow down, but you got to do your best to get in his way and uh, take as many whistles as he can. You know, I think they they thrive on momentum, and um, you know, I thought we did a fairly good job tonight. I know they got a goal there and uh, set up another one, but uh, that's that's why they're good. Jake, that save in the third period on Chase on. Yeah, that was, you know, obviously a little bit of luck and desperation. You know, I would get over and our DMM made a great block and I honestly couldn't really see the puck. I think it went directly in front of him and uh, last second I sort of saw him and I was already down and just had to try to reach something over there and, and got a glove on it. Where are you thinking, about the, oh, thinking they, they make it 3-2, yeah. you know? Yeah, they, they, live in, they live on momentum. Uh, you know, especially with with the top six that they have. Uh, they're a really good top six, and, um, you know, we just had to try to hold the fort and take some whistles, and, and you know, and the guys did a great job, really, on the six on four there. We didn't we didn't really give up a whole lot, and, you know, obviously, Bosley got the nice bounce there on the empty net, and uh, we'll take it. McDavid had a, had a backhander on, on you in the, uh, a real good chance. I think it was the first period. Did you get a glove on that? Uh, yeah, that was the second, I think, right before we scored. Yeah, right, yeah, right. he walked out in front. I got a, I got a glove on it there. Yeah. Petro, you you've watched him for years. Just uh, you know, he gets a goal and an assist, and just what what he does defensively. What what does he mean to this ball club? Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's an all around defenseman that's tough to replace. Uh, to be honest, he's 
I think he's getting better and better, and you know he doesn't show any signs of slowing down. And obviously this year he's been a catalyst defensively and offensively. I'm not sure his numbers, but you know he's putting up points and um, he's great on the PK. He sort of does everything for us. You know he's a quiet leader, but uh, you know he's he's been a horse for us. And, and to be able to replace you know a guy that plays 20 to 25 minutes a night for you for your team against the top you know the top pairings and top players is. Uh, he's a hell of a player, and he's he's off to a great start. Yeah, it was a good uh, good team effort there at the end. They really brought it to us, and you know they're explosive offensive team. So we knew they were going to come with a big push, and uh, you know Jakey stood tall for us back there. I guess when when you look at what you guys are doing right now, I know you, you won a lot of games in overtime, but what mm-hmm. about this team that's been able to? grind those games out yeah you know what um you know a lot of games i don't think we've you know as a team we haven't played the best and uh you know we just find a way to get it done and you know winning a lot of two one three two games and uh you know close games at the end so i think that's just uh you know shows our character and, and being able to fight right to the end and you know manage to get some wins do good teams get those good bounces like the one in Bozak school <laughs> yeah that was uh that's pretty crazy i don't think any of us saw it coming we're all we're all trying to get a tripping penalty there and next thing we know it's in so um, you know, it's just a, that's just a good bounce. We'll take it. Maybe it was his golf uh, side. <laughs> uh, Gunnarsson said maybe put a little golf uh, spin on it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to give him any any ego stuff. So I'm going to let him talk about that. But um, yeah, he's a good golfer, unfortunately. But uh, you know, hopefully, it's a good good golfer's bounce. Take us through your uh, your goal. You had a, a pretty good two on one chance that uh, they had a, someone dive in front, kind of kind of spoiled. But uh, but then you, you, you made the most of an opportunity later in that period. Yeah, I mean, it was a great play by Schwartzy, and um, I think it was uh, Falker driving that defender back and created some space for me, and, uh, you know, I was able to just get it past him. Just say Jake Allen's back. Yeah, they had a really strong game. They made a good push in the third. He made some big saves, you know. Uh, we knew they were going to push. Uh, thought he was solid. Did, did you sense, uh, without getting much work, partly because he was, uh, you know, he had that virus, what, did it take him a little while to kind of, Kind of, kind of get to this point. I don't know. He just hasn't played a whole lot, to be honest with you. I think, um, you know, when you're not playing and you know in a rhythm, it's hard, you know. But uh, he's, you know, he's battled and um, you know he got wins the last two games. Any early prognosis on Steen? How's he doing? Or we'll check him out tomorrow. So right now, you know, we'll see tomorrow how he is. Yeah. Just that third period looks like they were coming on. You guys managed to. To really just grind it out, I guess. Well, Is that just? You know, we knew they were gonna. Um, you know, they're down and they're gonna push. Um, guys, our guys did a good job. They battled and uh, killed off that penalty. Um, you know, did what we had to do to win a game. You guys, uh, this year, this year so far and, and last year, have seemed to be do really well the back end of back to back. So, any anything to that? Anything to your approach to that? Yeah, I was. I was impressed with our energy tonight. I thought that um, we had really good puck movement in the first period. Our energy was really good. I think that um, you know, I think that we we roll everybody and use everybody in our lineup, and I think that it really has a lot to do with back-to-back games. Uh, we're fresh, um, keep fresher than we could be, and um, our guys just—I thought our guys played smart. They did a good job. It's uh, it's early November, but you've beaten the first place and the second place team in the Pacific back-to-back nights. Do you take anything out of that? Yeah, it's just another game. We got a lot of games ahead of us. <laughs> a lot of hockey. Sounds like you guys traded Robbie Favre for Della Rose. Just 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's just uh, wish him all the best. He's a great kid, you know, a hardworking guy. You know, it's just you know he's he fell on some injuries and stuff around here, and uh, we wish him all the best. He's a really good guy. Yeah. Do you know much about uh, Della Rose? Well, he's a big uh, you know center or winger, uh, Swedish player. Um, you know, uh, smart hockey player, good skater. You know, we'll we'll see what he's we'll see what uh, when we get here and we'll take a look at him and. Um, you know, see where he fits in. And uh, Bozak's empty netter. Uh, did you think that was going in when he when no. he uh, shot? <laughs> <laughs> Put some English on it. Yeah, yeah he, I'm sure he's going to claim maybe it was a kind of a golf shot spin. He's, well, he's a good golfer, so it could have been a little bit of a golf shot. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, <clears throat> Petro, uh, uh, goal assist, uh, strong defense. Is he playing as well as he ever has for you guys? Well, he's always been. Uh, you know, he's. He's a steady guy for us, night in and night out. Like, he does a lot of great things. Um, both both ends of the ice, defensively and offensively. You know, I, I've said this before. There's not many better. But you know, both ends of the ice. Not just the goal, but do you like what you're seeing now from Thomas on that chin line? Is he settling in a little uh, they, bit? Or no? Yeah, I think the last two games I've noticed their puck possessions better in the offensive zone and and making better plays. And, um, you know, they look like they, they're getting some chemistry. So hopefully they can keep building off that. And, um, you know, they got a goal tonight, which is a big goal. And so we'll see how it goes. I remember as a kid how the Blues always had issues on a West Coast trip. This year, that's not the case. They've looked very, very good on this road trip. Yeah, they've had some games where they've had to win in overtime. Winners of six games in a row. I don't know how anyone can complain. Jake Allen played well in this game. It was a full team effort. They're playing strong defensively. They're backing each other up. And it's just been a great season so far. They're going to have the Calgary Flames up on Saturday. The Flames are a tough team because they have skill. And they can play that tough type of game that the Blues play. I don't think it's quite as tough and heavy of a game that the Blues play, but they can hold their own when it comes to being physical. Should be a very, very good game. And after that, the Blues will play the Coyotes on Tuesday night. So we've got some great games coming up. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at DropHockeyShow. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.